0: Hi friends, welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We have got a great show for you. Hey, the music in the background is from our good buddy, Mr. Ryan O'Neill, also known as Sleeping At Last. He actually has a whole new album of the Enneagram songs like this one, the Enneagram 7s, that are instrumental. You can listen to them everywhere you love music. Grab a copy, but man, they are, they are so, so, so good. Before we jump into today's show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Nutrafol. 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair and if you're among them, you know you're not alone and there's a solution you can trust to deliver results. Yes, I love extensions and clip-ins and all the things, but I also love the idea of having some control myself over my hair. Thousands of women have taken back control of their hair with Nutrafol with many users raving that this supplement not only transformed their hair but restored their confidence too. I can totally get that. 86% of women in a clinical study reported improved hair growth after six months. More than 1,500 top doctors recommend Nutriful as an effective and high-quality solution for healthier hair. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutraful.com and using the promo code SOUNDSFUN. And all of our friends, all the new customers, will get 20% off. And this is their best offer available anywhere, you guys. Plus, free shipping on every order. So get 20% off. At neutrophil.com. That's spelled N U T R A F O com. Promo code sounds fun. I'm really excited for our guest that is on the show today. Y'all, I have been a huge fan for a long time of Lisa Bevere. You probably heard us talking about it. Back when Lisa's son, Addison Bevere, and his wife, Julianne, were on the show in February. You can go back and listen to that episode in our Couples from 2020 in February. It's one of my favorites. And getting to sit down with Lisa and talk about her new book, Godmothers, Why You Need One, How to Be One, is just a really special conversation for all of us, no matter your age, no matter whether you have actual children or not, you can parent you can mother, you can father, you can speak in the lives of the people around you. And Lisa is about to encourage you in that. So here is my conversation with one of my favorite writers, friends, pastors, leaders, Lisa Bevere. I'm very surprised this is your first time on the podcast.
1: It is. It is. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) You should have been here sooner. (laughs) Yeah, and I would love to get you on my next season of Godmothers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, listen. Okay, (gasps) This. I think we're having a fun time with that. This idea behind Godmothers, we have a lot of things to
0: discuss, but we're going to jump right in. As an unmarried yet woman and not a mom yet, the idea of Godmothers can be any female to a younger Mm -hmm. female Mm -hmm. feels so empowering. That was my hope. Okay. Well you did it. What would you say to the women who are wanting to raise kids and aren't getting to right now about what about the power of being a godmother?
1: You know, I think that we have put this in this limited mind space Mothering. And landscape. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Annie, every single day I meet young girls that are desperate for someone to notice them, mm-hmm. someone to direct them someone to even correct them. Mm -hmm. And the older women are like, well, if it doesn't look like this, it's probably not something that's ever going to happen in my life. And I would say to them, if it's in your heart, to be a mother, then mm-hmm. pray and ask God to open your eyes and see the daughters. And I will say, I didn't I didn't address this so much in the book, but there are a lot of motherless sons as well. Mm. And I have a lot of spiritual sons that look yeah. to me and just come to me and they're like, Mama Lisa, yeah. I need this. I didn't give birth to them, but I want to bless them and I want to guide them and I want to encourage them and direct them. So do it. Yeah, do it. And it doesn't have to look like what you thought it was going to look like. Mm -hmm. And it's just going to astound you. So I've been,
0: I'm with you. I have sons as well that I adore. But part of growing up in a youth group is, okay, it's time for the altar call. Women, young women, go pray with women. Young men, go pray with men. How do we learn healthy boundaries in being a mothering voice in people of the opposite sex? Because I feel like that's a thing women hide from or back up from because they don't want to be inappropriate. And so we miss out on mothering young men.
1: Well, I mean, I, I feel like you look at Jesus's mother as an example. Yeah. She had the sense of timing. Mothers tend to have a sense of timing and they have a sense of who is supposed to get the legacy. I mean, you've got wow. Isaac and he's like, I love Esau. And she's like, mm, it's not Esau. It's Jacob. And so there is something about that. And I think when your intentions are pure, it's not going to be weird and it's not going to be sexual. But I do think the church needs to calm down a little bit about what, like, if I go to the altar and pray over a young man... Is that going to cause a problem? Is that going to cause him to stumble? No, it's pure. And Mm -hmm. and the Bible's very clear that the older men and the young men are to treat the women of all ages Mm -hmm. like sisters. Yes. So if it's a sister, it shouldn't be sexual. Yes. And not sister in a weird way. (laughs) Right, right, right,
0: right. Will you talk more about—I've never thought about the timing thing that you just mentioned about Esau and Jacob. For our friends who are newer to the Bible— Will you tell a little bit of that story and how you noticed that about... How did you notice that about... Is it Rachel? Is that right?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How did you notice that? Well, I think, you know, Annie, having four boys, one of the promises God gave me very, very early on... I came from crazy people. I mean, dysfunctional, broken, alcoholic, adulterous people. And when I got married to John, God gave me Psalm 45. And it said, instead of the likeness of your father... You will raise up sons in the likeness of your husband. But it was talking about Jesus. Uh-huh. And he said, You will make them princes in the land. And so I took that for me. It says, Forget your father and your people far away. So I thought, All right, I have a new legacy. So mm-hmm. I immediately, you know, hadn't had a child yet, began to look at where are the legacy women? Mm-hmm. Where are the women who forgot their past? And bonded with their future husbands. And Rebecca is one. I mean, she's, you know, watering camels, and then all of a sudden they're like, hey, do you want to go with this servant? And maybe meet, marry this guy you've never met. She's like, Yeah, I think I'll do it. You know, so she's just this edgy woman who is just going for it. And then she has these two sons, and she's carrying twins, and they're wrestling within her. And somehow she leans into God and she hears that the secondborn is actually going to be the one that has the legacy. But her husband thinks it's the firstborn that brings him meat from hunting. But I loved that she saw that Jacob had a tender heart. Mm. And this the son, the son Jacob, was somebody that God said, I'm going to break him and remake him and gave him a new name that said, okay, you're no longer going to be a manipulator and usurper. You're going to be a prince with God. And so all of us have this characteristics of manipulation and usurping. But God's like, no, see, I've got right. a redemptive thing for people who value their legacy. And so I just, I love that. So she was kind of a hero for me. I was yeah. like, I like this girl. Yeah. She's willing to take risks and she's an adventure girl. And when I married my husband, I left my people. I mm. left Indiana and I went to Dallas and I was willing to go do and be anything that we needed to go and do. I just wanted. To please God, and I wanted to raise a healthy family because I'd never seen one. Wow! In my own life.
0: Yeah. So let's. We love talking about hearing God here because everybody hears him different. Yeah. Everybody can hear him. Absolutely. And and so it's fun for our audience and our friends listening to get to hear all sorts of different what God sounds like to you and the way He talks to you. So you say, God gave me Psalm 45. Mm -hmm. So there are people listening who go, Yeah, there's this verse that I felt like. God gave me, but it hasn't come to fruition yet. Or mm-hmm. fruition, that's kind of a Christian word, but I haven't seen the other side of that verse in my life. Yeah. Uh, what do you, how do you hear God? And how did you know that that was for you? Well, I, I
1: love to read uh, slowly. Okay. And so like I don't like there's people like my husband, he has like a plan. Oh my and gosh, he going, reads so much. Oh in my the gosh, Bible. he's yeah. such a Christian. Yeah. I mean, he's got he's got <laughs> totally. his old testament, he's got his Psalms Proverbs, he's got his New Testament, he goes through the Bible, you know, every year, and then he also I am gonna be like, I think I'll just read Psalm forty five for a week. Oh, I wow. will just camp in something. But Psalm forty five spoke to me. I mean I felt like, wait a minute, like when I read it, I thought, wait, is that God asking me that I can do that? Is mm. he saying, hey, I love you, and I've got a new legacy, and I've got a new life, and it looks nothing like your old life? And so I remember as I read it, I just underlined it and, and just said, yeah, so be it. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't know amen means so be it. Yeah. Okay, so I was like, yeah, God, this sounds like a plan. Yeah. I, I love this. And, it, and so I would keep a journal and there were things that i wrote when i was in my 20s that i haven't seen until my 50s really absolutely wow yeah so it's i've been so glad that i kept my journal of course it does show me what an idiot i was in my yeah, 20s me but too i'm like what <laughs> in the world why was i upset about that but the purity on certain things mm-hmm. and the longing in my heart for different things that God, He just heard it and He was like, "Yeah, we're going to do this," you know. And I thought the process was always going to be easier and quicker, but it does not mean it doesn't happen. And you know, Annie, I turned sixty in in June, mm-hmm. and I have learned looking back at almost forty years of God's faithfulness that it's not the end of the story. Yeah, and we are not children of this realm; mm. we're daughters and sons of eternity. Yeah. So sometimes we don't even see the promise now. We see it in the next generation or we see it in eternity. Yeah. It doesn't,
0: It. I'm not going to be able to tell you where it says this, but doesn't it say somewhere, maybe it's in Hebrews where it says that they died and never saw Hebrews 11. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. That ruins yeah. my life, Lisa. Yes. I don't want that to be true. You know, but You know what I love about that? It says they saw the promise in the distance. And waved their greeting. Mm. So they saw something more. And you and I know that there's there's things that we all have longings for. And there's certain longings that will happen here. And then there's certain longings that can never be fulfilled here. They're going to have to be fulfilled in another time and another place. Yes. Yeah, I mean I don't love that, but you're right. I
0: don't love it. But you know what I did? I I have all my journals from I'm 40. I have all my journals from the last 20 years and I went through and went to all the scriptures. I did this this summer. You know, quarantine stuff when you're stuck at home. Yeah. And I went through and pulled all the verses that I felt like God had given me at some point in my life and mm-hmm. I wrote them on one of those big sticky notes and it's hanging in the room where I pray cuz I'm like I don't want to not see you do this and I'm scared I'll forget. I'm scared if I don't look at it I'll forget. Yeah. Is that part of why you journal? I mean, for me it's about not forgetting.
1: For me it's about not forgetting and for me it's also I'm probably ADD. Okay. So if I was praying without journaling, oh I gosh. would next thing be like, "Oh, there's a Lego under the sofa." And I'd go put you pick up the Lego and then I'd put it in the toy box and yeah. then I'd be like, "Oh, there's socks in here. How did that happen?" And then I'd be doing laundry and then, then I'd be like, "Was I praying?" Yeah. <laughs> did yes. I I have to arrest my attention. Mm. So my husband is super disciplined. I am easily distracted. So I have to minimize what can distract me. So having a journal, having worship music, having, you know, a Bible all put together, that works for me. When the boys were little,
0: how did you yeah, oh my gosh, I wish people could I'm see just your face. You're my like, head. not, yeah. Because there's so many of my friends listening that are moms that are like, oh. I mean, I haven't journaled in eight years because there's people on me all the time.
1: Well, and I mean, I my journal when my boys were little was just like, God, I'm drowning. Right. Because <laughs> what's their age difference from top to bottom? I had three and five years. So oh I had th- three and five years. And then three years later, I had another son. Okay. So they are right now uh, 34, 31, 29, and 26. Five, okay, 25. He'll do turn 26 in October. So I just remember thinking, I just, you know, I don't even know if I'm going to... I, I wasn't in flourishing. I wasn't in devotional time. I was just living the Bible. Yeah. I, I would lay in my bed, Annie, before I'd get up and I'd say, God, put a watch over my mouth. Let me be slow to speak, quick wow. to listen, slow to wrath. You know, I just, you know, I just want to be a good mother. My boys, Addison, we did a- (laughs) Who everybody knows and loves because Addison and Jules have been on the show last February. So we we did this thing called Moms of Men. And we did this whole section on purity and how the boys navigated and were like friends and companions during their growth times. And they talked about how they remembered me as a mother. And I'm just going to be honest with you. It's a blur. I, yeah. I don't I, – I remember s- like moments and they just said, we just remember you singing all the time or on your face on the floor wow. or kneeling. I said, that was me praying. I don't want to beat my children. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. God just help me because it would be so overwhelming. John would travel full time. We were so poor. My oh, husband right. would leave me with a bank envelope with cash and just say – you know, just make it work until I come home. Wow. And, you know, I love Was he traveling to speak? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he okay. was traveling to speak. And, you know, we it, it was it was great and it was an adventure, uh-huh. but it was hard. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't know how to not let my life be interrupted yeah. by the phone because I thought, oh, I'm I'm denying myself when really I was neglecting myself. Mm. So I think that young moms need to cut themselves some slack. And God isn't like, what? Right. You're not reading enough. You're not praying enough. They're just like, hey, you know, so I would maybe just meditate on one or two verses, and I would rather live that word during that season than just study it.
0: Yes. I I, I feel for young moms because they watch all the rest of our lives, and you are, you are flourishing now, and you're able to teach and travel and da, da, da. I don't have kids yet, so I'm able to use my time however I want all day long. <laughs> and, and sometimes I worry that they aren't seeing a life that looks like theirs. And so yeah. they're like, well, if Annie's reading this, I should be reading this much. Yeah. Or if Lisa's traveling this much to speak, I feel called to speak. I should be traveling that much. And you're like,
1: no, your life is so different I for this season. Yeah, I didn't do that when my <laughs> kids were little. And, okay. and I, I want people to know that, that there is a season for everything. Yeah. And so, like, for an example— I have so much respect for the Hillsong family. I have so much respect for Bobby Houston. And the very first time I was invited to speak at Color, I looked at my kid's spring break, and it was during that time. And so, you know, John was at home, and so I got invited, and I said, you know, Pastor Bobby, I am so honored that you would invite me, but this is my kid's spring break, so I can't do it. And My husband came home and he said, I can't believe you did that. We'll just take them down to Austria. I said, no. Then I'm either ignoring my children while I'm speaking at a conference or I'm neglecting that conference because I need to be with my kids. Mm -hmm. And I said, I I can't do that. And so I made a decision that my books could travel so that I could stay home. I feel like too many people neglect the honor of motherhood. Mm. And I'm so – I mean, I – I love that I have books that have done well or whatever or I've gotten to travel to speak. But, Annie, I'm prouder of Addison yeah. than I am of any book I've written. Wow. I'm prouder of Austin yeah. and Alec and Arden than any book I've yeah. read. And I'm prouder that I actually have relationship with my daughter-in-laws. Yes, they love you. Oh, my I gosh, love they them. love you. Yeah, yes. I love that I I am prouder of that. I, I I'm prouder that I have a 38 years of a marriage, mm. where I, you know I I was telling Christina last night at, that I love my husband more now, mm. and I said it's 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 shifted. It's gone from John trying to make me his dream wife to John becoming my dream husband. I mean, wow. I have to. I don't know. Okay. I I mean, just uh, just growing in love. Yeah. Yeah. I you know. John and I both have been in the ministry for a long time, and one of the things that is the most beautiful about my husband is that when he makes a mistake and he sees it, he makes the change. Wow. And he came to our family about seven, eight years ago and said, guys, I traveled too much when you were young. Mm. Will you forgive me? And I needed to pioneer, but then there came a time where it was easier for me to travel and preach than it was to be home and do homework with you guys, and I I felt out of it. And I still remember Julie Addison, Alec and Arden, Austin. We we're all around the table, and he just started crying. And all the boys saying, "Dad, we love you, and yeah. we forgive you." And so that made a shift in his heart. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. that changed everything.
0: Will you talk a little bit about is it's Messenger International? Yeah, right? Messenger. International. About y'all's how many books you've given away? Because last <laughs> month when we were we were all riding horses together, and your husband was in front of me, and he just said. Yeah, we've given away 300 million books. And I was like, what did John just say to me?
1: <laughs> we've given away 37 million books. I think now it's My 41. Gosh. 41 million books in over 111 languages. And so that's our goal. You know, Annie, I remember when John said, you know what? I've got this great idea. Let's give away more books than we sell. And Pray with me. I'm like, get away from me. That's a horrible <laughs> idea. That's a that's a crash and burn business right I mean, I said, no, we're not right. doing that. But we have watched God be so faithful. You know, and I think our culture, we we measure things wrong. Mm. See, God is more excited about the books we give away than the books we sell. Mm. Like our culture might say, Yay, you've got a New York Times bestseller. But God's like, Lisa. You gave to people who can yeah. never give back to you. Yeah. And so I have loved, and we we have that event once a year, and it's been so exciting. And now we've got a app coming out where we can actually, you, people can like start reading it in English and then just go Farsi, or yeah. I want to just read it in Arabic or yeah. Russian or Vietnamese or Chinese. I think those are our top five downloaded languages, but we have, uh, we're just going to keep moving to get 111 of, of them on the app. And so that, I mean, the other thing that tells me is your book
0: is being read in countries that your book yes. actually can't go to. Absolutely. That is unreal. Yeah.
1: Yep. So how do y'all give them, do, do they, how do you do it? How do you get books in hands like that? So, so we used to distribute them physically, yeah. but then we've started to find out that it endangered some of the Christians and persecuted nations. Oh, sure. So we went more and more on Uh, You know, ebooks or online, and so we have a secure URL site that they've been downloading it. But the physical books were distributed. Like we snuck them in through certain countries to other countries. I don't want to say it. (laughs) No, 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 don't, 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 don't. don't. Like we we got to go to Mongolia and see. I think in Mongolia we just saw the fruit. We had over five thousand people gather in a 3000 seat auditorium gosh. former communist thing yeah. and just and they'd all read the books and they wouldn't you know how like you sign books they wouldn't let me sign them because really? the books were too precious so they'd give me a piece of paper and oh and they would gosh. not even like they would write out everything next to the books and then they'd pass it on to somebody else wow. so it was it was very humbling to see that you know we have so much i mean Annie it, I have more books than I will ever read yeah
0: I know me too
1: but these people like if you give them three books, yeah. they're gonna read them, they're gonna write notes, and they're gonna pass them on to somebody mm-hmm. else.
0: The whole conversation about God's economy, I mean it's the same conversation we we're just having about motherhood that yeah. an investment of those years is gonna pay off in ways where culture's saying, Well, if you wanna write a book, you better write it right now because or if you're gonna do this and you know, don't st- don't don't balance this the way you feel called to. Go, go, go because but but God's kingdom doesn't work like that.
1: No, it doesn't. And, you know, at the end of the day, we are not what we write. We are what we live. Mm. And so I have found that it's better to have the weight of what you're saying behind it. Yeah. And so I didn't write this book until now. Yes. I didn't write it until my, my boys were grown. Yeah. And, um, and and to be honest with you, I like to write the books that I wish I could have read when I was younger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wish somebody would have said these me things too. to me. And yeah. so for me, I thought, oh, you know what? 0 to 30 you're growing. 30 to 60 you're establishing. 60 on you're imparting. So this is wow. my beginning to impart. And so I want to mark pathways. You know the Bible talks about it this way. It says the path of the righteous winds ever higher. So I want to think about myself going up the the cross which the switchbacks yeah. of a mountain. And if I can get up, I can yell down and like, "Hey Annie, don't don't go right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> don't yeah. Don't go right. Yes. There's a, there's a washout. You have you know, so much I, permission yeah, to do that, by right, the way. Right, <laughs> because why should you have to pay the same prices? Hmm. Why should you make the same mistakes? That's not that's not ever helpful. Yeah. And I don't want you to follow me except for in the ways that I have followed Christ. And, and for me, there's a difference between mentoring and mothering. Yeah, tell so, the difference. Yeah, so mentors— reproduce themselves, and that's not wrong. You're like, okay, this is how I did it. This is what I've learned. Mothers don't reproduce themselves because they actually want more for their children, and so they'll lay down life to bring forth life, and wow. so when you look at, you know, well, we're just going to go to the, the wedding yep. of mother, mother Jesus. You know, he's, she's got Jesus there, and she's like, hey, hey, they're out of wine, and he's like, woman, it's not my time. Well, I am Sicilian. If any of my sons, <laughs> after 30 years of controversy, said it's not my time, I would have thrown him up against the wall and be like, Jesus, I am tired of you saying that Right, right, I right. I'm telling you right now you need to do something. Do you remember when you were 12 yeah. and I could not find you for three days? Yeah. Make wine. Yeah. yeah. And do you remember have me having to go to Egypt? Right. And <laughs> to right, right, right. To keep you from being killed. That's right. So we That's are right. we're having a talk right now. That's right. And I'm tired of you. Just whatever. I mm-hmm. Yeah. It would have been a problem. But she didn't argue with him. Mm-hmm. She turned to the servants and she said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. And she didn't even know exactly what he was going to do, but she created an environment for him to do it. Wow. And that is what godmothers do. They come alongside and they say, hey, don't do it like I did it. They say, let's talk about what's on your Mm -hmm. life. Let's Mm -hmm. talk about this season of hardship that you're going through. Because I actually want you to know what seems like a horrible attack right now is actually going to be an agent of transformation for you later. You're going to actually come out of this season of pressure and attack stronger than you went into it. You won't wow. like it. Yeah. It's not fun, but it will be something that transform you into the person you're becoming. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we have a generation right now that has identity crisis because they're being presented with too many identities. Yes. You know they're constantly being looking at everybody else, what everybody else is doing, what everybody else is saying. They, oh my gosh, I'm behind. I, oh, I had that idea and somebody else took it. I mean, they're in this constant state of overwhelmment. And this is what I have found, Annie. I believe that they don't know what they're called to do because they are called to do something that's never been it's done never before. Never been done. You better preach yeah. that, Lisa. Vavira. And that's so right. a godmother will come alongside them. Yes, and say, uh huh. I've been watching you. When people have been cruel, you've been kind. Mm. I've been watching you. You've been faithful with that which is somebody else's. Mm -hmm. God's going to give you what's your own. They come alongside you, and they aren't on your side. They're by your side, which is actually much more effective. So they can say, okay, come on. I've been through this. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen here if you can just stay the course. Mm -hmm. So I, I love that idea. Yes, me too. Yeah. And and another thing I have found is this generation is frozen. You know, they say there's fight or flight, mm-hmm. but there's a third reality right now and it's called frozen freeze, yeah. Yeah, and I was uh my husband is 60 last year. I'm 60 this year. Basically, John's birthday is June the 2nd. Mine is June the 6th. Oh, so that's so fun. my birthday gets eaten into the polar vortex of John's. <laughs> there is like John Eve, John's birthday, John's week. So last year, he had all of his friends in. We like They went on a golfing thing. Yeah. I came in from preaching. I was super exhausted. I'd call like a 6 a.m. flight. Right. And I think I must have looked so pitiful that one of my friend's husbands, he's like, my wife booked me for a facial. I really don't want to get a facial. Do you oh. want to just take it? And I was like, absolutely. Yes, 100%. He was like, it's a 90-minute. I'm like, even better. <laughs> so, so I'm in the waiting room like, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. I've been sleeping in makeup for two weeks. Right. And this young girl comes into the waiting room, and this it's was, it was this beautiful mountain view, and she walks over to the window, and she turns around. And there's two women kind of sitting like, you're not part of our group. So uh-huh. she had backed away. And the same thing, it just happened to me. I'd gone to the window, backed away. And she turns around and looks at me. And she starts crying. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, what have I done? Like, yeah. is this an ex-girlfriend or my boyfriend? Like, right, you know, right, right. one of my sons. I don't, you know. And she opens up her arms. And she has my book in her arms without <gasps> rival. Uh-uh. And she does. And so I stand up. I put my arms around her. She sits down with me. She starts to share her life. Oh She's newly married, newly moved, new friends, new job. And I could just tell Annie she was so precious. Her yeah. heart was so tender. And I said, "Why are you why are you frozen? What yeah. is it?" And she said, "I don't want to miss God." And so I told her, I said, "You know what? The enemy uses our best intentions and our deepest longing to please our father. To attack us. But God is not watching for you to fail. He is not on the sidelines, arm crossed, saying, let's just see. I bet she's going to blow. I said, that is not who he is. And so I went back to my hotel room that day, and I thought, gosh, I wish I would. That was the first time I heard that. I hear that so many times from the younger Christian. I don't want to miss God. I don't want to take a wrong step. All the time, yeah. Yeah. And so this is what the Holy Spirit said. He said, tell my sons and daughters, I'm a really big target. Mm. And he said, where can you look and not see my wonder? What can you not touch and not perceive my goodness and my presence? And this is this whole dynamic of God is saying, baby girl, I just want you to move. Like, even if you make a mistake, I'll be the voice behind you saying, hey, this is the way, walk in, go right. right, go left. But I can't tell you where to move. If, if you're not standing moving. still, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't mean he's not with us, right. but he actually wants to follow us. Mm-hmm. See, there's something that when we move through life, you want to think of a boat, there's a wake. Mm-hmm. We create a wake of God's goodness, of God's faithfulness, of God's love, God's truth. But if people are frozen, they won't take a step. And so I have loved to be able to talk to women and say, hey, you just need to begin with what you know. Yeah, And what you know is God is good. He's not trying to trick you. He loves you. His presence is everywhere. He has gone before you. He is behind you. His hand of blessing is on your life. That's what Psalm 139 says. David said, wait, this is so mind blowing. Uh I can't even take it all in. You're in front of me, behind me. You surround me. You hem me in. That means you can't escape God's presence. C.S. Lewis said that God's presence is everywhere, incognito. Mm. We're pregnant okay. right now. Right. We're just surrounded. These people that are listening to this podcast right now, there is a pregnant presence of God mm. that is just saying, I know you've been frozen for a year, a week, two years. I know that you got shell shocked by that divorce, by that disappointment. I know you're overwhelmed. You think I'm disappointed. It's a lie. Yeah. It's a lie. My mercy and my love are new every single morning. Yeah. And I long to see you grow and I am tired of shame and guilt crippling you right
0: hey friends just interrupting this conversation with Lisa to tell you about a couple of our sponsors that we adore including Flamingo you guys you know speaking of Colorado where Lisa lives I was just out there a couple of weeks ago and my friend and I both brought our Flamingo razors and we had to set them in two different places because we both in fact shocking no one had the same pink razor. I absolutely love my Flamingo razor. I have one that goes with me and one that stays home. It is one of my favorite things. You know, part of even when you're traveling, which we are getting to do a little bit of, or whether you're home and stuck at home more often than you're used to, having a routine is really important, whether that's a little yoga before work or drinking coffee or tea out of the same mug. Flamingo believes that self-care starts with the products you use every day and is part of those powerful routines. That's why they make shaving and waxing products that empower you to look and feel your best. Everything you need is in one place. You guys know Flamingo is a body care brand that makes an award-winning razor at half the price started by a group of women at Harry's, the men's shaving brand. They wanted to create a better experience for women, which me and my friends believe in and agree with. The shave is so great, y'all. It's close. The handle feels great. The razor stays on the handle, which is sometimes a problem. I love the lotion and gel that come along with it. It's just my very favorite razor. I use it every time, all the time. Shaving feels better when it's not overpriced. So visit shopflamingo.com slash Annie and get your Flamingo shave set. It's just $16 with free shipping. It includes Flamingo's award-winning razor, shave gel, and body lotion, plus a slip-free shower hook, which was very helpful when we were on the road because mine was in my slip-free shower hook. And with Flamingo's 30-day money-back guarantee, you can just try it risk-free. So, again, that's shopflamingo.com slash Annie. And if we're going to be real twinsies, mine is pink. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends at CauseBox. Y'all cannot imagine. I am real excited to tell y'all again about Causebox. I absolutely love it. I love the boxes that you open and have lots of different things that are really fun and really beautiful. But particularly with Causebox, every product and brand has a positive mission to give back and make the world better. When that really matters to me, they launched their new fall box. And I'm telling y'all, when it got to us in the mail, $250 worth of sustainably made, beautiful and useful products for less than $50 now. You're not going to be surprised about this at all, but I love the robe that came in the cause box. It's waffle knit, which we love. It looks and feels amazing. And you can pick between actually the bathrobe or a set of four waffle knit towels with two full size bath and two hand towels. And they come in two colors, mint and charcoal. I like them both. We've seen them both. They are beautiful, but also in the box, y'all. Also in the box was this like bamboo serving set with tongs. I have already used the bamboo plate for like a charcuterie board. We've used the tongs to make spaghetti. I mean, I'm telling y'all it is. It's beautiful. Ten reusable face pads, tons of other great products like a tea, fruit infuser, tumbler. I mean, it is crazy how much you get for less than $50 per box. And they are all brands and products you can feel good about using. You guys know I'm only going to tell you about stuff and partner with companies that not only make cool things, but do cool things with what they make. And I love that about Causebox. One of the best parts of subscribing was just getting the Causebox in the mail. They are beautiful. They ship right to the door. And it is so fun. We get to open them. So join this movement of women who care about the brands they support and the products they use. Get this for yourself or for someone you love. Go check out Causebox before their fall box sells out at causebox.com slash that sounds fun. If you use the code, that sounds fun, you get 20% off your first box. And I'm telling you, I know you're going to love it. And now back to the show with Lisa. So the women who are listening who wish they had a godmother who would say that once yeah. a week to them.
1: Yeah. How do we find them? Well, first and foremost, I do think that they're they're hiding in the open. Ah. So I do think we just need to actually hiding start looking. Hiding in the open is a great. Yeah. Point. I do think we just need to look for them. And one way that we have eyes to see is we pray. And we just mm-hmm. say, God, you know what? I want to be that woman that no one was for me. Yeah. I want to watch for women when no one watched for me. How can you be a godmother? You can just, you can be a 15-year-old and be a godmother to a 12-year-old. You can be a 12-year-old and be a godmother to an eight-year-old. You can be an 80-year-old and be a godmother to whoever the heck you want to be. That's (laughs) right. Just anybody. Yeah, Yeah, just everybody. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, and it doesn't have to be this arduous, long-term commitment. Right. So you don't have to know everything to be something to someone. Yeah. So, you could even just be a source of encouragement, Like, okay, so I exercise three times a year, basically. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and there's this there's this one girl that's in my exercise class that, I mean, she is so buff. I, I'm like ashamed. I mean, uh-huh. I'm like she, I like it, she looks like she was chiseled out of marble. And she comes <laughs> in, I'm like, why are you even in here? Like you don't need to exercise. And and I noticed that everybody was intimidated by her uh-huh. because she was beautiful and she was fit. And you know, Annie, all I was was kind to her. Yeah. And I just said. I just made it. I just did a compliment. I just said, yeah. like, you know, you are so beautiful, or I, you know, you are my inspiration. Can you stand in front of me? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. And she opened up her life, and I found out she was brand new, and I found out wow. she was alone, and I found out that she didn't have any friends, and then I found out we're both moving to the same neighborhood. And, oh my gosh! And then John got to pour into her husband. Yeah. So it just it just starts. They're all around us. Yes. Uh, you know, even in airports, one of my favorite things to do is disarm people. I will actually just you know like on purpose look somebody in the eyes and compliment them yeah and they're always like and <laughs> <laughs> not give them away cuz you got yeah. them with their eyes yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly but that's just an encouragement and yeah. and you know on the on the cover of my book I have a wand because I wanted people to know that you have the right to extend a blessing yeah that you have the right to either bless or curse that you have the right and again I'm I'm not there's no magic I kind of wish there was magic. But right. It's not true. Right. It's not true, uh, <laughs> but there is this ability to extend your life. Yeah, and so it could start as just greeting people in the grocery store. It could start as people in church once we actually start meeting again.
0: Mm. <laughs> I mean, because the funny thing is, we're in masks all the time right it's now, so really eye hard. contact
1: and same eye things. contact is important. It is the. Yeah. It is what is, and I've even said to people, "I just want you to know, I am smiling." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, 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 I I I'm smiling under I, here. I, I'm smiling. <laughs> in case it's not showing up in your eyes, I am smiling. And just being intentionally kind mm-hmm. is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and and offering your life. It, I, you know, I had some, I did a, I did a call for the Godmother's launch team and we had like yeah. 600 and some odd women on one and was like, wow. how do I tell people that I need to be their Godmother? I'm like, that's, see, that's <sighs> not how it works. That's not, that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not. You don't. That's not. That's yeah. not how it works. I'm was, I was really glad you asked that question. I said, you know, Romans talks about, that we are guides, mm-hmm. not policemen, mm-hmm. you know, and that we direct people, like we say, look at the wonder of God. And so I said, one of the scariest things that we do that if we're going to be godmothers is we say, how can I help? Mm. Not This is how I will help you.
0: Yeah.
1: How can I help? What can I do? And, you know, when you see a, a mama in the grocery store, you know, having a rough, how can I help? You know, know, instead of saying, wow, she's really having a rough time. (laughs) Her kids are screaming. Yeah. You know, and I've done that with my daughter in laws. And I think that that's part of the reason that we have such a close relationship. When Addison and Juliana married, Juliana was super young. And I remember telling her, listen, we know how to love someone just like you.
0: Mm.
1: My family was the same. My dad was an alcoholic. My parents were married twice, divorced twice. You were made for us, yeah. and you were always meant to be ours. And don't make Addison feel like he has to choose between you and I, because he will choose you, as he should. Yeah. But when you come from a family of divorce, you've been trained to choose. Mm. But God never makes you choose. There's always enough. And I said, yeah. the fact that Addison loves me means he's going to be an amazing husband mm. for you.
0: Yeah.
1: And so I just think godmothers, like, you just have those conversations intentionally. Yeah. And, you know, it could be that you could reach out and say, hey, I, I, I want to pour into your life, and, you know, how can I help? And someone say, mm, no thanks. And that's fine. That's fine. But then you don't stop. And then, you know, my demographic that reads my books, believe it or not, is 24 to 35. Yeah, I believe that. So All my friends love your stuff, yeah. Oh, thank you. Well, they are looking for a mother. Mm. And so that's, that's my range of my kids. They're looking mm. for a mother. And so what I would say to the young girls – is you're going to need many. yeah. You're going to need many mamas. yeah. And what you need to do is find a woman who is where you want to go Mm-mm. and then ask her, how can I have you in my life? And I know there was young girls that I was like, if you want me to pour into your life, you're going to sit on the floor with me while I fold laundry. Because yes. I can't stop. Yes. I can't stop. You can do it with me, but I can't do this. Artificial pause. I can be organic with you, but that's good. So maybe it could be go for a walk with her. Or maybe you come over and work in the yard with her and you just talk. I think organic is much more uh, relevant right now. And, you know, one of the things I want to read this because I I freaked out. I thought this was such a beautiful version. Matthew 5, 9, Mm -hmm. in the message paraphrase says, You're blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight. That's when you discover who you really are and your place in God's family. Wow. So I actually discover who I really am by helping other people discover who they really are. And that's being a godmother or a goddaughter.
0: I mean, some of the women who invested the most in me growing up were families where I babysat. Yeah. Because I was already in their house. Yeah. You know? And so then I would, you know, they'd get home and I'd stay for another 30 minutes. Yeah. And they they would invest in me. And I just thought, man, there are so many of us who have younger women in our lives and in our homes that that we're going, oh, I just want to invest in someone. You're like, well, you've got a nanny.
1: Yeah, I'm like, are you talking to her? Yeah, or your daughter and their friends. Yeah. or you know, hey, just anything like that. And that—that yeah. that was for me. And and make your house an open place. Mm-hmm. You know, buy pasta; it's cheap. Yeah, I mean, you can always <laughs> fill people with carbs. I mean, that was kind of my thing. Is we were like, okay, we want a household. John and I sat together before we had kids. Yeah, we want a household where our our kids won't be nervous. We want it indestructible. We're going to invest in a ping pong table. We're going to invest in a foosball. We're going to have a basketball goal. We're going to invest in pasta. We're going to make everybody (laughs) feel comfortable in our home because I grew up in an uncomfortable household. You know, when your father's an alcoholic, you don't want to bring friends home because you never know what what the kind of chaos you're going to come into. And then my mother had BPD, so there was just like this horrible, crazy thing. And so when I... I became a Christian. or or should I say saint? Yeah. That's <laughs> right, <laughs> a saint. That's what Addison would like me to I say. As I became a saint, <laughs> as I became a saint. I realized for the first time that I could begin something. Hmm. And I think a lot that's of us are looking back at the awful that was and writing about what we've seen and known instead of writing what could be. Hmm. And I want to write my life. With a different ending than everybody said it should have ended, you know. I I mean, you and I are sitting across the table from one another, but I had cancer at five. I lost an eye when I was five. My parents, crazy people, you know, just emotionally abusive, physically abusive, and and according to all the records and stats, all those things should have been repeated. But when I found out that I had a new bloodline. And that I had a new father, and that I didn't have to be that daughter that I was raised to be, but I could be the daughter that he was raised for me to be. That yeah. that he had made a way. I said, "Okay, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be that woman." And you know, Annie, I was desperate. Yeah. You know, I I wanted I wanted a woman in my life to pour into me, and I found more wounding from women than I'd ever found from men. really, yes, yeah, yeah. I always felt like. Um, that I had a man's brain and a woman's body. It was a little ahead of my time. Mm-hmm. And when I got married, I was like, wait, I am going to be the woman here. I just, yeah. re- I just <laughs> realized this is not it's not happening anymore. And I remember God saying, I want you to minister to women. And I was like, oh, I don't even like them. Yeah, I don't wow. even like them. And he said, no, no, no. I love women. And he said, I created woman as the answer to the very first problem. And wow. that was it's not good for man to be alone. Yeah. What you don't like about women is never what I created them to be. Wow. And so he said, You need to be the woman you wish you'd had. Hmm. And I thought that was a joke. I mean I was, uh, I sat in a dirty, scary motel room and I wrote it backwards. And really? I said, When she sees me, she'd smile. When she sees me struggling with my kids, she'd, she'd say something helpful. I wouldn't yeah. feel her disdain or disappointment. When she sees me struggling in my marriage, she would not criticize me and say, you just need to submit more. She yeah. would say, uh, you know, here's some tools I found work to build my marriage. Yeah. And just she'd open up her house and open up her life and tell me the hard things that she learned and share her mistakes with me. Yes. Because too many people think they're the only ones struggling, and it makes them feel isolated and alone. And you know right now, in a season where so many people are isolated, yeah. it does nothing but magnify the problems. Yeah. That So you just wrote yeah. down what you wished you had. Yeah, I did. And yeah. then what did you do with it? I started to try to be it. Yeah. 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 There was a, there was a promise that God gave me in Isaiah. I think it's 41 or 42, but I could be completely lying there, where, <laughs> where he said he would take me by the hand. Mm. And he told me, don't be afraid. I'll take you by the hand. And I'll lead you. And I said, you're going to have to. Yeah. And so that was, that was over 30 years ago. And I've just watched God be faithful. And I, I wrote as I learned. But I didn't write until I'd lived it. Mm. Because I do believe that when you write something, you set something in motion and the enemy will attack you According to what you say, oh, I know this. He's like, okay, let's test that a little mm-hmm, bit. You mm-hmm. know, he sifted Peter. And I just didn't want to be sifted. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I feel I feel confident in this <laughs> yeah. area, but these other areas, I'm not touching them yet. Yep. And I had a lot of fear in my life, mm-hmm. you know. And so that was an area when I faced off with my fears, I found out um, confronting my most terrifying things, which one of them was to ever speak. Another wow. thing was to ever be vulnerable in front of the people and write things in my book that my neighbors would read about right. my husband locking me in the garage and my my you know, my son, me almost hurting Addison when he yeah. was like two and a half. Those things I didn't ever want to tell those things. But I was so tired of Christian women being scrapbooking and wearing the right colors. I'm like, yeah, no. Like yeah. I want to not beat my husband. I want right. to. I want right. to. I want to build a legacy. I want to love my kids. I want to. I want to be a woman that other mm-hmm. women can trust, even if another woman has been less than trustworthy with mm-hmm.
0: me. Yeah, I think that's an important, an important thing you do for us, and one of the reasons people should back up and read all your books when they get godmothers is, is you've always been one who's told us the truth, versus Thank you. there's some. I, I I don't even have anybody in my mind, but but I can look on. I can scroll through Instagram and go. Everybody's doing this better than me. I'm everybody's doing this better than me. And the truth is that's not true. That's just not true. Everybody's doing the best they can with what they have. But I'm always grateful that you when I heard you teach a couple of years ago, it was when the sword book came out. Yeah, girls with swords. Mm -hmm. Girls with swords. Mm -hmm. And everybody and there were tote bags with swords. I was like, this woman knows how to do merch so good. (laughs) Look at that with a tote bag. But I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, this like here I am sitting, you know, sitting in this audience listening to her teach. I'm doing a breakout at this conference and You were also and, the MC. Yes, I was the MC. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And, I thought you were lovely. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's kind. <laughs> and I just remember thinking, okay, if she can do this, then then we have a better chance. Like you, Beth Moore, Lisa Harper, Lisa Turkers, there's just a generation above us that hasn't given up mm-hmm. and that has had hard histories and hard mm-hmm. presence. Mm-hmm. And none of y'all have everything you want. And mm-hmm. none of you are secretive about that. And I, I just think that is such uh, important leadership for us and teaching my generation of friends, okay, so we can't pretend like we're perfect to the ones behind us because mm-hmm. what does that get anybody? Right.
1: No, it, it isolates. Right. Yeah. I, I, and again, God is always after growth. Mm. I mean, even if there's never going to be an I arrived until we are known as we are known, yes. <laughs> like till we yeah. know as we are known. Right. I mean, that's just not... That's just not what we're going to have here, and I just think it's exhausting mm-hmm. to be two people. I can't be some, right. somebody I'm not, and then mm-hmm. when I'm out in public, and then somebody I am at home. And you know, Instagram is is a very interesting, or Facebook, whatever social, yeah, it's social media, is a very interesting dynamic because you're always playing to a critical audience. <laughs> so you either have adoring fans or you have hate filled people, and I've just had to learn. Okay, my critics. I'm gonna give them permission to refine me, but they mm. will not have the power to define me. I oh, will not nice. allow anybody to define me outside of Jesus, yeah. the one who gave His life for me. He can define me. Yeah. But these other people who just I don't even know. So I just post, and if they say something hateful, I I just let it go. Yeah. And, and you know, and if I'm like, you know what, they're right. I could say it better, mm-hmm. or I could have been clearer, or you know, I, I guess this isn't an always or never. I'm going to learn from it, yeah. but I'm not going to get in a fight with them. I'm not going to get engaged with them. And usually, my critics that are really mean, I just leave them on there. Yeah, but just if let people, them be. yeah, but if people start attacking them and they start attacking other people, then I delete the whole then thread. You're, you're like, yeah, guess I'm like, what? Uh, I'm <laughs> yeah, not to do I that. say
0: a lot on my Instagram. Just a reminder: <laughs> this is my house. And you're welcome here. Yeah. But if you're going to be mean, I'm just going to delete you. You can go be mean anywhere else on the internet. This is my house. Yeah. So just, you don't get I, to be mean in my house. Yep. My house, my rules. <laughs> yeah, that's how I'm always, and, yep. and I mean, sometimes people snip back about like, say things like that. Well, if it's your house, your rules. I, I guess I'll have to follow along. And I was like. Or you can leave. Part one. I'll give you a money back guarantee. <laughs> How much have you paid for this? Nothing. So you can leave. <laughs> Number two, you can unsub. You can unfollow. Yeah. And we are. We'll still sit next to each other in heaven sometime. It'll be fine. Yeah.
1: We're all yeah. gonna be. And fun. if somebody doesn't understand what you're saying, it's okay. It's not for yeah. them. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> there's somebody else that does. And, <laughs> and i feel like, y'all. I I don't feel like you should expend your emotional energy mm-hmm. on things that you don't understand. Yeah. It's okay. I, and, you know, I, I'm sure, like me, I don't have time for every person. It's like, can you please explain to me what you actually mean by, I'm like, right. no. No, I'm sorry. I can't. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. <laughs> not because I can't explain. I'm not willing. Yes. That's not That's not the best emotional energy investment yeah. of my time. Yeah. And Instagram is a snapshot. That's right. Yeah. So. And
0: refine, not define, is so important because it does give permission to not be perfect. Yeah. But then says, but someone else says, said to me, if they can't reach you personally, they can't speak into your life personally. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, that's good. Lisa has my phone number. If she needs to correct me, she can reach me personally to correct me personally. I do think people have started
1: to think virtual is personal. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it is. Right. But I do think other people have started to say, oh, yeah, we have a personal relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And so I do think that people that are desperate for community and connections Mm -hmm. that are healthy like we're talking about godmothers goddaughters that's healthy they don't have that so they will go to their virtual relationships I remember there was a a woman on um, online and she was just brilliant I mean I just was like oh my gosh and she was posting and blogging and posting and blogging yeah. and i started to feel like i am a sloth right I mean, she's <laughs> right just, uh, she's got kids and a husband uh-huh. and she's posting and blogging all the time uh-huh. and and then one day i heard the holy spirit say lisa she is more engaged with her virtual community than she is with her actual community oh wow and i thought all right and then i watched as her whole world fell apart mm-hmm. and there's too many people Playing to strangers yeah. to the neglect yeah. of their own heart and their intimate relationships, yeah. and you just have to know there's there's different things. And you know, uh, our friend Rebecca Lyons, we were talking yes. one time, and she said, "You know, there's yeah, well, we were talking, and I and I have enough seven in me that yeah. I will do this. <laughs> that there's there's transformational relationships. Mm-hmm. These are people that are our iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. They can call us." They're for us, though. Yeah, they're for yeah. our growth. Yes. They're for the bigger thing. Right. They're not for the bigger audience or for a bigger thing in our lives. Right. But then there are our transactional relationships. Mm-hmm. And transactional relationships, they're there for you when it's good for them, mm. but they're not there for you when it's not good for them. And I make a mistake of blending these two. I think, I thought we were really good friends. Wait, yeah, why aren't we? Yeah, and it's then so- And then I get wounded. But it's not that there's something wrong with them. right? I put the wrong I put them in the wrong category. Yep. Exactly. Yep. And so I actually have learned that to be able to differentiate. This is a transformational relationship. You may only have two or three of those your entire life or mm. in different seasons. They right. may rotate. Then there's transactional. You don't get mad at them because they're transactional. If they want right. back into your life, into your room, you let them in the room. Yeah. But they're not going to be in your corner. Yeah, And you just need to know the difference That's on good. that. And then there are the people that... Like you said, they're in your house, but they're not in the room. Right. And they're not in the and corner. They're certainly not in the And corner. they need to yeah. they're guests. Yeah. They're guests. And if they behave bad, they get to leave. They get to leave. Yeah. <laughs> and Man, then there's great neighbors. analogy. Yeah. And then there's neighbors. Okay. And if they're in need, you reach out to them. Okay. So we've kind of confused all of these different relationships and yeah. and you and I wanting relationship and loving relationship with yep. other people. It's a great thing and it's something that also helps us get well, helps us. Yeah, help. It wounds <laughs> us sometimes. Yeah, that's right. So it helps us be empathetic. Yeah. But that empathy also can cause a vulnerability. Yeah. That can win. So I've had to learn to guard my heart but not put it in lockdown. Yes. You know, and just say, yes. I'm gonna guard it, but I'm not gonna imprison it. Mm, I'm that's going good. to I'm going to understand that it's precious, and I'm going to make a decision. This person, I love her. I'm going to be there for her, but I'm not going to be disappointed if she's not there for me. Right. And this person, I love her, Mm -hmm. and I know that she has a history of being there for me. Yeah. So just differentiating.
0: Yeah. That's good. Neighbors. In the house, in the room, in the corner. Yeah, Man, that just makes me want to like sit down with, um, with my friend. No, oh, good. No, I did.
1: Yeah, I had to sit down because we will always be distracted yeah. from what is valuable if we have misaligned or misassigned value to yes. different things. And yes. so, again, if you, being loving everyone is ingenuous. Mm. We should love everyone. But I'm just saying we can't be there for everyone at the same capacity. Not that's everybody right. has the same rights. To my life as my husband, my mm-hmm. children, my mm-hmm. friends, you know, the people I'm ministering to, those people. And so allowing everybody to overrun your boundaries will end up destroying you. And, yeah. you know, Jesus was like, hey, people, you know, I'm going to go away for a while. <laughs> I'm yeah. Gonna talk yeah. To my, I'm going to talk to my father. And then Peter be yeah. like, don't you know everybody's looking for you? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Right. But he needed to have something to give them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He couldn't give from empty right absolutely
1: okay godmothers it's coming
0: out people are gonna love it i can't wait i can't wait to start hearing what people think when they get to read it too so um lisa the last question was that well is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to talk about
1: uh no i think i think uh, yeah i mean i think we've had a great conversation yeah well i love talking to you so
0: that's very easy oh you know what i'd love to do on youtube let's hop on and talk about y'all living in colorado okay and how beautiful it is so we'll do that for a few minutes because i think people need to hear about john making you go on insane Mm -hmm. hikes it's one of my favorite. It, oh,
1: god! Crazy hikes. So we'll do yes. that over and on I YouTube. I did have hiking boots.
0: <laughs> I know. Oh, I can't no. wait. We'll get, you'll tell that story for us. Um, okay. The last question we always ask.
1: Okay. Because the show is called that. Sounds fun. Yes. Tell me what you do for fun. I love to do things that can possibly kill you for fun. (laughs) You do. And so I recently did one of the funnest things I've ever, ever done, and that was paragliding, where you actually have somebody strapped. You're strapped to another person, but you're in the front. You run off the edge of a mountain, (gasps) and then you... Have like a pair of you're lighting flying. You're you're kind of floating, and it goes up and we down. Said. And so we did that. No way. And you would love it. No, you would love it. The only <laughs> the only thing is scary is running off the edge because everything in your brain's like you will die. This is a- yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm will Running die. off the edge of the see, cliff. It's a very will- steep. <laughs> we just ran, but there was a guy that went before me, uh-huh. and he got to the edge and stopped and laid back on his. On pilot, his <laughs> And I was like, I can't be that person. Like that's I'm ashamed for. Like, we all looked away from him. Like we're not going to look at you Which in your can't shame. See you. <laughs> Yeah. And he had to like reset up and go first. And so I just was like, keep running, keep running. And the girl behind me was like, run, run, run. Yes. And so just running off the edge. And I do feel in many ways that just exemplifies faith. Yeah. I mean, it's scary, but as soon as we went off the edge, we caught this you know, updraft and we were in the air for like 15 or 20 minutes. Oh, it was magnificent, gosh. and then we did this corkscrew sp- spiral down, and John what was, was you, already was in the It, in... it was an
0: aspen. Okay, so it, you, was... it was just mountains. And... Oh
1: yeah, we oh, jumped gosh. off the top of a mountain. It was amazing. <gasps> it was. It was. Yeah, you're I, just flying, and the person behind you is controlling everything. So you're just. I just am sitting in a chair, looking and thinking, oh, "This gracious. is amazing." Yeah, I yeah, and it, you live to tell the tale. Well, you know, when you're a little kid. You always have that dream, or I think everybody, did. I did, that if you ran fast enough, you'd start flying. Yeah. <laughs> that's
0: exactly, that's exactly what I did. And it was true. You <laughs> it knew. happened. That was in your journal in your 20s. Yep. And here the world did it in your it 60s. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, love you. Thank you for doing Absolutely. this. Absolutely. I'm so grateful. Oh, friends, don't you adore her? I am telling you. What a gift for us to have these women and men like John, like her husband, these next generation men and women thinking toward us, talking toward us, writing books like Godmothers for us. It is so, so important. Make sure you grab a copy of Godmothers and follow Lisa all over the Internet. Toward thanks so much for being on the show, how much it mattered to you, anything that stuck out to you. It is it is just a time, friends, to remember that our guests are constantly having people yell at them on the internet me too (laughs) and every kind word we can put in that space that brings joy to any of our guests lives let's do it okay so make sure you follow her tell her thanks for being on the show if you need anything else from me you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find Annie F Downs on Instagram Twitter Facebook all the places you may need me that is how you can find me go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you and I'll do the same and we'll see you back here on Thursday